The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Mary Rose. Mary Rose is a wife and a mom of two sweet boys. She loves to dance and anything that energizes her creative side. She is also a foodie and enjoys trying new restaurants. Her profession is a CAD technician, but deep down, her true passion is to help people be well, whether if it's through dance or energy healing. Her personal motto in life, I am where I'm supposed to be. Well, Mary Rose, thank you so much for joining me today. I am super excited to have you here. Hi, Laura. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'm so excited. And I'm extra excited that you're actually here with me in person, which is just amazing considering that you live in another state now. So I'm just thrilled. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. And I'm excited to talk about all the things. Oh, absolutely. And I just, you know, I just, I love your story, you know, you and I, we talk, we met back in our healing touch class. Oh my gosh. Has it been two years now? Just about two years. Mm-hmm. It was literally right when things was, shut down in San Diego, like right the next day. <laughs> yeah. It was the weekend. And then the next day it was shut down. Yes. It's crazy like that. So, right. you know, luckily we, we got to see each other right before everything really shut down and, and meet each other, at least again in this life. <laughs> yes. Yes. And like, I think it was really like divine timing that we got to meet before everything shut down. Oh, absolutely. And I remember when in that class, like we got to sort of talk about, you know, where we were and who we were. And I really resonated with you in, in your story um, as mm-hmm. far as the spiritual aspect of it. And so I'm, I'm excited to share that because I think that lots of other people can resonate with it as well. Yeah, I remember like when we when we were in class, when we started talking, I felt like we connected instantly because our story is pretty much similar. Yep. Uh, You know, having another kind of job, but then Mm -hmm. um, having the spiritual exploration and 
you know, still deciding who we felt safe sharing that with. And, and yes. Not. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, you know, with that said, I, I want to share with people listening your story. And I would love to start wherever you feel is right, more at the beginning mm-hmm. of how you grew up and, you know, what was maybe your norm, whether culturally or religiously or, or anything like that. But tell us like, like what you were brought up in and came from. Right. So um, I was born in the Philippines and stayed there for about 12 years and then moved to Canada. And then life took me here in the United States. Um, growing up, I was Catholic and raised Catholic. So um you know, would do the usual things that Catholics do. But as I got older, probably in my 20s, um, maybe late 20s, I don't know, I just felt like there's something more, that there's more to than what I knew or what I know. And so I was open to learning more, discovering more of like what's out there. Because deep down, I knew that there is something more. And so I wasn't opposed to like listening to other people's beliefs, religion. So I listen and I just see where they're coming from and all the things. So I just feel like there's something more. But um, as I got older, I met different people and talking to them about their beliefs and their faiths. It just kind of opened it up even more. So I was more curious and more interested in learning about other religions and other beliefs. But during that time, I still struggled because, you know, growing up, I was Catholic, Catholic, so got to do everything Catholic and stuff like that. But I felt like I wasn't really relating to the religion anymore. So I was kind of struggling. And so maybe um, three years ago, four years ago, during that time, I was really, I guess, struggling with my faith and my belief. Like I knew there was God. I knew that there's the source, there's God, there's the source, there's Jesus. I knew that, but I I need, I was like, something is not sitting right with me. So then I was driving one time and I vividly remember when I had an aha moment, mm-hmm. but I had an aha moment. I was driving to work. I was on um, Balboa Drive, like the windy part in downtown, like the pretty part of uh, Balboa Drive going mm-hmm, up to downtown. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to my podcast. I was listening to Oprah's podcast. And Eckhart Tolle was um, her guest. And when I was listening to Oprah and she was talking about when she was younger, she knew that there was something more too. But she was at church. And then the message was, God is loving. God is everywhere. God is forgiving. God is great. And all that stuff, which I agree. And then the pastor pastor also said like god is a jealous god and then so she questioned that and said uh why is he a jealous god like it just doesn't make sense and then so she started questioning that which is kind of like the same with me it's like uh i thought god is like loving and all that stuff but why would he be jealous so that i kind of like i felt like that Oprah was talking to me <laughs> directly <laughs> when I was listening to You that can podcast. relate to it. Yeah. I totally re- relate. Mm-hmm. And then she said that's when she discovered like, you know, there's many ways to get to your, to, there's many ways to be spiritual. Like you can't be confined in the box. There's many ways to connect to God, to like God can be universe. It depends on like, you know, whatever religion, whatever you believe that, but we have that one source, right? There's the source, but there's, 
many ways to connect to God, to the source. And mm-hmm. so it's not in a box. So then that was my aha moment. And then I listened through that, the whole, I think there may have been 10 episodes of Oprah and Eckhart Tolle talking. So I listened to that and then I read um, Eckhart Tolle's books and it just like blew my mind, mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, eye-opening stuff. And ever since then, I'm like, okay, I get it. And then, which makes sense now because throughout my life, I felt like I was being guided and protected all the time. And like, you know, you pray, you know, God is there. But like now when I think about it, it makes sense. It's just like a different way of thinking now for me now that I'm older and, you know. And yeah. they say hindsight's twenty twenty, right? It's so yes. much easier to, in retrospect, see all how everything's connected, all the dots. Yes, exactly. Connecting the dots for sure. And so because of that, I opened myself up and I trusted the universe. I trusted God to lead me to where I needed to be. And because of that, I met you. <laughs> and, you know, I uh, met a bunch of amazing people in this journey and this spiritual life that I'm uh, journey right now. And um, yeah, and it's amazing. I'm loving it. It's tough, to be honest. It's tough because being in a Filipino family, Catholic family, it's it's hard because it's not something that um, is very well entertained. Like if you're Catholic, you're Catholic, right? So outside of that box is kind of not entertained so I struggled with it I'm still kind of in the closet (laughs) and had to live my truth so I'm slowly coming out of my closet but it's hard it's hard because there's family that would not be okay with your beliefs um, friends that would not be okay with your beliefs but but I just have to remind myself and know that I'm being led to this by God and that I'm not doing anything wrong because what I'm doing is still out of love. And that's what Jesus is, right? Like Jesus is love. God, God is love. So it's not like I'm doing anything wrong. I just have to remind myself, but it's hard, but I just have to keep reminding myself that my journey is a good journey and I am where I'm supposed to be. Now, like I knew I had that relationship with, with God, with Jesus and Mother Mary. But now that I'm meditating and I'm practicing the way that I'm practicing to have that relationship with my team, with God, with Mother Mary, I see them. I see them in my meditation. When I do energy healing, they show up for me. They, I see them more and I feel like I'm connected with them now more than ever. When I was going through my awakening, um, I'm going to mention the girls, <laughs> my girlfriends, because this this was such a hard thing because I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to about my awakening because, you know, like, oh, I, I think people are going to judge me if I tell them I'm feeling this way. I was just afraid of being judged and being shunned. <laughs> but um but I'm I'm so thankful for my girlfriends and I'm going to name their names here but um Kathy, Claire, Cheryl, Cheryl and Marie. I'm so thankful for them because we all we were all going through the same thing. Like they were having their own awakening at the same time, but they just didn't know like how to bring it up either because they had the same 
fear as I had. Yeah, one time I think I mentioned to him, oh, I went to my massage therapist and she gave me um, crystals. And and then I think we just started talking and we're like, really? Me too? Like, I'm feeling this way and blah, blah, blah. So it was, um, it was really great that they were there because then when I was having my awakening and they were having their, their awakening, we had each other to support us and not feel so alone because I know some people who were, were going through the same thing that I was so that we did they felt alone and um, it was really hard for them so I'm thankful for my girls that they were there because we were all together going through the same thing so my massage therapist told me about um, my friend Julie and um, she's a medium she had told me about her a year before I actually went to see her because I was hesitant and you know it's like ooh. Growing up, you're not supposed to see mediums because, you know, it's bad, right? So, but I'm being nudged strongly to go see her. And so I went to see her and she blew my mind. She was amazing. And she and I became friends, like we're friends. And and um, even though I had only met her or had her session once, we became instant friends. And so I went to see her. I prepared all my questions. And then she read me. My grandma and my grandpa visited and gave me messages. And oh, so much crying. <laughs> because, you know, because, um, yeah, so my, my grandparents were talking to her and sending me messages and such. So that was really an amazing experience because I had never done that before. And she was telling me things that, like, she didn't, she didn't know um, anything about my grandparents or about me because I had never met her. But she was saying all the things that, that were relevant, that were important. So anyway, so that was like 20 minutes maybe of, of mediumship. But then she said, she said, you know, as soon as you came in, I knew that you were here not just for reading, but you're not just for mediumship, but you're here for, for um, spiritual reasons. I'm like, oh, how did you know that? <laughs> how did you know that? But anyway, and then she started talking to me about um, Archangel Michael and how um, she helped me cut the cords. And like, I kind of knew about cutting cords, but not really. But she helped me cut the, cut the cords. Cutting cord is like our uh, energetic cord that um, binds us to people, places, situation, trauma, or anything like that, anything that binds us to those things. Like even the people that we meet, like let's say people that I met today, we connected and there's that energy cord between me and that other person that I met. So at the end of the night, I try to clear all the cords and then I send back the energy to them and I take back mine. There were things that were holding me back from from opening myself up to spirituality. So Julie helped cut that cord of to of like whatever was holding me back to opening to more possibilities. So she cut the energy cord because, you know, like I was afraid. I was afraid like I knew there was more and I'm being nudged, like I'm being nudged strongly, but I didn't know what to do. So she helped me with that. She helped me release and cut that cord that prevented me from opening myself up to great possibilities so then when um she cut the cords and she she said okay i'm gonna open you up and this was 
I don't know if I've told you this story, but like when she opened me, she was sitting in front of me and she opened me up. I legit saw, oh, like it's like a translucent, like a bridge from, from her head to my head. If that makes sense, like a translucent bridge from my head to her head. And it was weird. And then there was another thing that happened. The lights flickered. Also, so I'm going to mention this and then we're going to go to healing touch after we're going to connect the two dots. But like, so when I saw her, she was reading me and she said, oh, this, like a bell, does that remind you of anything like bells? I said, no, not really. She's like, I feel like in a, in a year or two, there's going to be like a bell and that's going to mean something significant to you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what that means. And then, I don't know if you remember, when we were getting our um, level one certification, we were at Amio's house, and she had that bells by her window, by her um, shelves, bookshelves. And then I was talking to her, and the bells rang, and no one touched it. There was no wind. There was, like, nothing. And then I was getting goosebumps. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the bells. So anyway, it's just a lot of um, signs I just opened myself to, myself up to paying attention to signs. And I trusted that whatever those signs are, are meant for me to see and direct me to where I needed to be. So I'm just, and then I'm learning to just trust more. Like during this whole um, awakening, oh, I just got a reminder, a download to tell the story about my balloon, so about signs. Okay, so signs, going back to signs. So I was listening to Suzanne Giesman. She's another medium, um, psychic medium lady that I follow. And I was listening to her podcast and she was talking about connecting with your teams, with your um, spirit guides, with, with your team, with your angels. And um, I remember I was driving to, to Chase, the bank, and I was like, okay, she's talking about asking your team for a sign doesn't have to be big. It could just be a penny. It could be like whatever, but be specific, right? And so I um, was driving and I parked the car. And right before I got out, I said, I closed my eyes and I said, okay, give me a sign. And then in when I closed my eyes, I saw yellow, like a yellow balloon. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. So then I opened my eyes. I got out of the car. I did my thing at the bank. I went back in and right in front of me, no joke, right in front of me, little boy in a yellow, in a yellow shirt holding the mom's hand. And then they're at the corner ready to cross. And then a car right beside me was a yellow car. And then it was like a T intersection. And then the one, and then the car crossing the T intersection was a yellow car and I just laughed I'm like okay that's funny okay fine I get you now so yellow and I see like yellow out of the blue it's like a reminder for me to like think them you know so yeah signs <laughs> it's so crazy yeah oh the signs are wonderful I feel like we could do a whole other discussion oh. on signs because they're so great and you just have to know like you said you have to know what to look for and then you have mm -hmm. to trust it, right? Oh, I thing. think I know too, like that is the color of one of my spirit guides because I think before that, again, because I was so curious about 
oh, like spirit guides, what is that? Whatever. So then I would go meditate to connect to my spirit guides. And then that one meditation that I did, it was so powerful. Ugh. It gives me goosebumps every time I think about it. So like, so before I saw the yellow sign, I, I think a few days before that, I did a meditation and it was so powerful. So it was a guided meditation. It guided me to like a safe room for me where I would meet my, my spirit guide. So um, I got led to this room, a safe room. And then I like, it's so hard to explain because I didn't really see him, but I felt him, but kind of saw him. Like I saw him in my <laughs> mind's eye, but not, it's so hard to explain, but I saw him in my meditation He's a Viking. I think I may have told you that story. Big mm -hmm. guy, like really, really, really big guy. He's wearing like a mm -hmm. furry fur coat. <laughs> furry fur coat. Yeah. Yeah. Like a yeah, furry yeah, yeah. shawl. <laughs> yeah. But he's a big guy, like dark, dark brown, dark hair, long, wavy hair. He has beard, like big, bulky guy, like big, big guy. And then, and then, so when I met him, in my mind, I hugged him and he hugged me and it was like the warmest, warmest, warmest feeling. Mm. Like, I mean, yeah. like when you hug your, your loved ones, your, you know, my husband, my kids, like it's warm. But this one was like, yeah. it was like all over my body. Like I was shivering because it was really warm. Where did you find this uh, it was meditation? An app. Um, I mean, an app. Um, uh, it may have been a YouTube that Julie suggested to me. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay. And so um, I asked, so I had asked him a question because during a guided meditation, it, it said to ask questions, um, communicate with your spirit guides, whatever. So I asked him a question. I asked mm -hmm. him for his name and the name that popped up in my head was Bo. So, so now when I see anything yellow, I connect it with my, with Bo trying to send me messages or letting me know that he's here with me. Wonderful. Have you figured out sort of what his purpose is? Is he your main guide or is he like, what, what does he guide you, know, you with I in think life? At that you time, I, I haven't really felt him as much as before. I haven't seen him. A, mm -hmm. I haven't seen a lot of yellows lately, but I think he was meant to sure. be there for me to like, give me comfort. Mm -hmm. um, though mm -hmm. I think my main guide is that Sir George, who <laughs> we named him, remember? So yes. he's, <laughs> Sir yes. George is this wise man. So, okay, okay, let's, let, I'm going to go back to Julie. So, okay, so when I was talking to Julie, he, we were talking about guides and your teams. She mentioned, she said, one of your guides is uh, an older man with long gray hair and white beard. White, gray hair and gray beard, like, so I was like, I thought maybe it's like an a like Asian old Chinese guy, like you know, like master <laughs> Asian guy, you know. But mm -hmm. but after talking to you when you connected with me and with my spirit guide, you said you saw a older wise man with long mm -hmm. gray hair and long beard and white cloak, which is similar to what what um, Julie described. And you've never met Julie before. So it's not like you no. guys have a connection. Oh, I'd love to. She's amazing. I would love to. She's amazing. <laughs> but um, but she told me, wise man, that's guiding me throughout my life. So I think my main mm. spirit guide. I I'm not saying I think I know <laughs> that my main spirit guide is yes. um Sir George. 
we call him Sir George because that was the name that came up. But Sir George, that was yeah. the name that came up. Yeah, and I think it's so great because you know it, all of this transpired. Like it wasn't like you had an aha moment. Now all of a sudden you're communicating mm-hmm. with your guides yeah. and you know their mm-hmm. names and you're getting all these signs. Like this transpired yes. over time as you were building a relationship with them, building trust with with what you mm-hmm. were receiving as coming from them and and not from you. You know, th- that's a whole other yes. podcast yeah. episode, I feel like too, but trusting what yes. comes to you first. And I feel like all of this really you know, has helped you make some bigger life decisions that maybe not only affect you, yes. but your family mm-hmm. as well, such as, such as having to move. Like, I feel like that's a pretty, pretty big one. I think a lot of people too, they run into that, that same thing of, oh, yes. like, do I move? like mm-hmm. all the what ifs, all the fear mm-hmm. surrounding it. And then, you know, the pros and cons of moving, it could be really hard to have to make right. that decision. But let's hear how, how did, how was it for you now that you were, you've already sort of started this spiritual journey. You've already created this relationship with those on your soul team, Mm -hmm. your guides and angels and learning to trust intuition. How were you able to incorporate that into some of these bigger life decisions? Good question. So with the experiences that I've, you know, I'd gone through and stuff, I knew that I'm guided. I knew that I'm loved and guided in everything that I do. So I just learned to trust. And I know it's hard to trust. <laughs> it's hard. Um, but that was <laughs> yes. um, the thing that I just kind of have to tell myself, like trust in the process, trust in what is being shown to you and trust that you're being guided to where you need to be. You know, um, of course, if you mm-hmm. like... If you don't listen, if you don't pay attention, I mean, let's say I'm really meant to go to Texas, but like if I didn't pay attention to the signs, it would have been a harder route to get to Texas. So maybe, yeah. So maybe one way to explain it would be like the Mary Rose who didn't really know about guides and signs and all of that stuff, having to make the same decision to move her family Versus the Mary Rose now, who's yeah. very much guided and knows about her team and intuition, like that process, right. how it will look And different. then like, so now with, um, before I probably wouldn't have, I would have just winged it like, okay, we're moving. And then up I went and I'm sure I would go through like hardship, headache and all that stuff. But with this one, I really like, I paid attention to the sign, but it was a hard decision to make because I have my family to consider. It wasn't just me by myself making that decision and moving. Mm-hmm. I, have to con- I had to consider mm-hmm. everyone, even my children's um, input. Like if, if my children said, we're not moving, then we're not moving. Right. So I had to include everyone in my mm-hmm. family. So, but it was hard. It was hard to make that decision because we would be leaving all you guys, like our friends, our family, and like San Diego. Yeah. yeah. So it's still San hard. Diego is such a yeah, special place. You know, one of the most beautiful places in the world. So it's just so hard. But like I prayed mm-hmm. and I meditated. I meditated. And one deep meditation that I did, I saw, well, I saw my guides and I saw Jesus and I saw green grass. So. I just mm-hmm. took that as a sign like that grass is greener on the other side. And this whole Texas move, like with the job and, and the house and everything, every I felt like everything was handed to me. Like it's right in front of you. 
you'd be dumb to not take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything was laid <laughs> out for me. Like the job was pretty much mine. The house, like um, my husband and I checked out houses. And like as soon as we landed, we checked out, I don't know, nine houses. And then um, and we landed at three and we met with a realtor at five, I think. And we checked out nine houses. And then Sunday, we checked out, I don't know, six more. And so a lot of houses, a lot of houses. Yes, <laughs> six more. And then by Sunday, and we were supposed to leave Monday. So Sunday night, we're like, okay, we got to like pick our top two so we could put in an offer. So let's pick our top two. So we picked our top two. But before my husband went to sleep, he's on the app that our realtor gave us. He saw that one of the houses became available. And so we asked our realtor and our realtor did her magic, but they weren't supposed to show the house on Monday because her, uh, their kid, one of their kids is graduating that day. So they weren't even going to show it by my, but our realtor, you know, made it happen for us to see the house. And we went there right before we went to the airport. So we walked into the house and we're like, oh my gosh, this is the house. We saw nine house or like 14, I don't know. I don't even know how to count. 14 houses, <laughs> 14, 15 houses in two days. <laughs> and, you know, there were some houses that we liked, but this one, as soon as we walked in, we're like, you knew, like we knew, we knew this, the, this house, there's something about this house, like we knew. So we left Monday. The, after that, we said, okay, we're, I think that's it. We're going uh, to pick, we're going to decide which houses we're going to put an offer in. So at this point, Monday, Monday before we left, we had three houses to think about. So when we got to San Diego Tuesday, we finalized. We said, okay, we're going to pick two, and one of them is that house. And within two days, we got approved. So it's like, especially wow. like during that time, it was such a, like it's such a hard market, right? Right now, and and then especially then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, people were having a hard time looking for a house. People, it was so it's so competitive, but they accepted our offer within two days, and then even just getting the house, it was seamless. <laughs> and yeah. people are surprised. Yeah. It's like, how did you get that house so fast? I'm like, so this is what I tell people all the time that we were divinely guided to that house. We were divinely guided. Like we, I felt like God had picked that place out for us and just guided us to, to that house, to Texas, to, to us to move there. And I think that that's so important because we put so much stress mm-hmm. and worry the how. into whether mm-hmm. things are going to happen or not. Yeah. The how and mm-hmm. the if it's going to happen, you know, all of those things. But when it's divinely guided it's gonna happen mm-hmm. and we don't have to worry about it but it, yeah it's, it's I mean, hard we're humans mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in mm-hmm. our nature to worry <laughs> it is especially when we don't see the outcome maybe like our teams can see the big picture and we can't we you know it just takes a lot of a lot yes. of trust but it gets to that point because you actually have to recognize it mm-hmm. as a sign right and then you have to see remember you know recognize the outcome of either having listened Mm -hmm. to that sign or followed that sign but it's important to recognize it and it's also important Mm -hmm. to follow through as well because that's how you build that that trust that Mm -hmm. you are being guided you know divinely and right and And then trusting and really it's the trust and allowing them to do their work 
I mean, sure, I can say, oh, I trust, but then I'm I'm worrying constantly and I'm making things happen. I'm forcing things to happen, but I didn't do that. I just like allowed what they needed to do to make it happen. Share your story about um, oh my the airport gosh. this past weekend. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a perfect example of trust, but still, you know, still yes. allowing to feel all the emotions. Okay, but so still this trusting. weekend, um, I'm in San Diego right now. I'm in Laura's backyard, <laughs> her beautiful home and beautiful backyard. So anyway, um, I, oh, thank uh, you. I was supposed to come to San Diego last Friday because... I was invited to go to my coworker's daughter's quinceanera, and I was so excited because I've never been to a quinceanera before, and I was ready to party with my coworkers and my friends. So, anyways, I was really excited. So, Friday, two hours before my flight, I get an email saying the flight was canceled. Like, fine, it's canceled. Uh, I still have Saturday. Like, Saturday, I can still fly there and I can still make it. So, I'm like, fine, Friday, fine, canceled. So then. They rescheduled my flight to Saturday at 2.30 and land, leave Dallas-Fort Worth to, at 2.30 in the afternoon and get there at 3.15 or something. I'm like, great. That leaves me three hours to go home or go to my in-laws, get ready, and go to the party, right? So I get there waiting to board, mm-hmm. and there was a delay because the crew weren't there yet. And then the delay, 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 delay. And then finally they canceled the flight. So at that point, I was like, oh, okay, what am I going to do? So then I like rushed to the gate counter and like I stood in line, waited. And they're like, and I felt really bad for it because everyone was like just doing their best. So um, I lined up and then the, the lady said, okay, you're going to be on standby on the 4.30 flight. I'm like, oh, 4.30 oh, I'll get there at five. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be late for the party, but I'll still make it to the party, right? So, so <laughs> I'm like, fine. So I was on standby. When she gave me the number, I was number 15. So I went to the next gate and I, was, I stood in line again and I was like, okay, number 15, number 15. And then throughout the whole boarding process, because a lot of the flights were canceled, so it was like madness. And on the screen, I saw my name uh, move from 15 to 29. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> so by then, I'm like ready to cry. I'm like, mm. frustrating, frustrating. But I just kept reminding myself, like, I am where I'm supposed to be. I am where I'm supposed to be. I'm being guided right now, but I'm so frustrated. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad because, like, I actually felt bad for everybody because... Some people had been there for four days and some people had been there for three days. Wow. One lady, she, because of, of weather, yeah, because of weather. And mm-hmm. what the lady that has been there for four <clears throat> days, she was crying and I was like, she's because she had to pay for, anyway, um, she's like, I had to get my own hotel out of, like, out of pocket and then if I have to stay here again, that's a lot of money. I'm like, you can stay with us. <laughs> I really offered our home. I said, like, you can stay Aww. with us. I swear you, I swear you are not like serial killers. <laughs> We're safe people, but like, if you really need to, you can stay with us. But anyway, besides the point. But by then, I was like, it's frustrating, but I just kept reminding myself, like, I am where I'm supposed to be. And don't be mad because everyone's doing their best. Everyone's frustrated. Everyone's angry. The workers are doing their best. The people are doing their best to be calm. 
because what else can we do, right? So I was just like, I am where I'm supposed to be. I am, but I'm mm -hmm. pissed right now because I'm not dancing. <laughs> but, um, and then so I got to, when they started boarding, they only took five people because the flight was full. So then I couldn't get on. So then I was put on another standby for the next flight, the later flight. By then I knew I wasn't going to make it to the party, but at least I'd be... I was hoping to like get to San Diego anyway. And so I my I got rolled onto the the next flight on standby and this time I was 14. So I'm like, okay, good, 14. Hopefully I make it. So I went to the next gate and line <laughs> stood in line for an hour and a half to talk to the customer service uh people counter um to the people there yeah. and stood there for an hour and a half cuz the line was so long. And they just told me, oh, but you're oh. on number 27. <laughs> so I got bumped down again. <laughs> so I asked, is, it, is the wow. flight full? And they said, yes, it's full. So I just figured, like, I won't be able to get in. So I just said, I gave up. I was disappointed. I was mad. But those are natural feelings for being human. And um, it was stressful, <laughs> but I wasn't, actually, I wasn't mad. I was just frustrated and disappointed that I didn't get to boogie. <laughs> I didn't get to party with my friends. <laughs> but it's disappointing yeah. and frustrating because I really wanted to be home. But it was okay. I just kept telling myself, you know, I thanked them actually when I got home. I said, it's okay. I am where I'm supposed to be. I'm with my family at home and we're safe and we're together. And that's always good, Right. But I also thank them. I also thank yes. them. It's like whatever the lesson that I needed to learn from today, thank you for the lesson. And I still don't know what the lesson is. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, I think it's patience. <laughs> patience for sure. And, and like understanding and compassion. Yeah. So Johan was telling me, it's like maybe you needed to be there to comfort that lady that was crying. They said, maybe, but that's a, a, a very uh, wasteful day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or you know what you're here to yes. share your story now with whoever is intended mm -hmm. to listen to so I absolutely yeah. so no I, I was just gonna say oh, yeah, so the lesson I think is patience compassion and, and compassion and kindness because like you know when I would talk to the customer service because they're frustrated they of course don't want to deal with angry passengers right it's not their fault so oh, you know yeah. try to give them kindness and compassion and patience and yeah Absolutely. The world mm -hmm. can use a lot of that. That's for sure. So uh, just to sort of wrap it up, if there was something, I mean, you gave a lot of really good lessons and things that you've learned. But what sort of advice would you give the Mary Rose pre-Oprah <laughs> podcast? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, what, what advice would you give her? What would you tell that Mary Rose with the knowledge oh. you have today? Um, gosh, so many. I guess just like, <laughs> just believe, like just listen to the nudges, pay attention to the sign and trust and believe that you are, that you are so loved, you are guided, you, you're loved and protected and loved. Like whatever is happening in, the, in your life or whatever, yeah, whatever is happening, good or bad, that they are there to take you to where you need to be and to help you learn the lessons so you can level up. Oh, I love it. That's just such good advice for all of us and everybody listening. So 
Thank you so much, Mary Rose, for your time. And I'm just so glad that we got oh, to spend it together. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this is my first podcast. So I'm, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> and I feel honored oh, that I'm yay. on your first. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.